Morning, everybody, and welcome to the fourth episode of the Injection. Of course, you have me, Antoine J. Johnson, with my producer, Michael, Michael J. J. Thomas. Yes. <laughs> How's everybody um, doing? Yes. Good guest, morning. Good morning, Jamal Richardson. Good morning, good morning. Good morning, good morning. Jamal. We're here to, we're happy to have you today. Um, you know, tell tell everybody a little bit I'm about happy yourself. to be here. Um oh, what can I share? Um, let's see. So uh, Michael knows I uh, work as a paralegal and we can't talk about anything as re- uh, related to law because you know I get a little too passionate. <laughs> but and, you know, other than that, uh I'm pursuing a master's in uh, forensic psychology. I have an undergrad in um, justice administration, and uh, yeah, that's, that's about okay. it. You know, well, Jamal, you're the one that we yeah. need to have on here. You don't want us to talk about law. You don't want us got all the opinions about law. Like it wouldn't, we couldn't. Even, yeah, I, I, I do have something to talk a little bit to you about. You know what is legal. You know. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, 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 I you know. I do have all the opinions. You're right. I have some very strong, strong. Opinions. Okay, Michael will tell you. We like that here. Michael you know will tell what I'm you. We like a strong. Ain't that, ain't that right, Mike? Don't I have some very strong opinions when it comes to? Love? You're very passionate. <laughs> okay. That's all right, so y'all, yeah. jump right in. Um, let's go. So today, the first topic, the first thing that's up, um, for discussion, is um the Wayne Wade. Gabrielle mm. Union. Are you familiar with mm. it? Mm. A few weeks ago, we talked a little bit about it. Um, they had a fashion show sponsored. Uh, they sponsored a fashion show, and they had their son walk, and, you know, he kind of like was looking a little, what some people would consider a little gay. Jamal, you with me? Um, you know, I'm here. I'm um, And, you know, um, people were, you know, divided about, you know, support or non-support and whether they were making a gay son, so to speak. Um, long story short, they took it a step further this past week, y'all. And mm, they just, attended just let me know weekend, when it's my turn. Which is almost a week ago now. The gay pride parade in Miami. And mm. overwhelmingly on Instagram and other postings, overwhelmingly show support for their son. So, with that being the case, uh, are people coming back and forth about what happened with Dwayne Wade and the You know what I'm saying? Um, is it good? Is it not? They pretty much, now they're taking it a step further and pretty much say, yes, our son is gay. Most people, from what I've been able to see, and this is my thing on it, y'all, most people have been talking about this and it, as it relates to sexuality, and I think that is just so fucked up. I'm just gonna keep it real. Mm-hmm. They're they're looking at it like every time we talk about Dwayne Wade and his son, all, you know, all, every post seems to always reflect back to the son and his and his sexual identity, or his or or, or even bigger than sexual identity, more like to the act of sex that the son is going to participate in. In fact. Um, mm-hmm. One, not in not in the post that I posted, but in one post, a person even said, 
you know, he ain't even got ready to smell the cat yet, and y'all already making him gay. So, you know, <laughs> Jamal, I'm just going to go there with you, see where we at with that. What you feel about that? Do you think this is actually just making him, this is actually making him gay? Or is this just gay and, like, this is what it is? I mean, well, let me ask you this first. Did he come out as gay on his own volition, or how did how did from it come what out? I've been able to ascertain from everything that I've been reading and researching, he's been gay identified from a very early age, whatever that means. However, with the ways they haven't been unsupportive in that, they've been supportive in supporting him in whatever they saw in him as opposed to what I've experienced seeing in most black homes where they kind of like degrade what they're seeing and try to move you to the opposite. So that's pretty much what's been happening mm. with the way they've been embracing okay, what well, they've been seeing. And I'll throw it back to you. Okay. Well, let, okay. Let, let, let me say this. Okay. First of all, I know from um, stuff that I've read a while ago that it's very common, you know, to, uh, to recognize for yourself uh, homosexual tendencies around uh, age 11 or 12. That's very common. Uh, in his case, I don't know exactly how old he is, but let me say this. Okay. Um, if he is coming out as gay and he's comfortable with who he is, let it be. And I think for the, uh, the fact that Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade are supporting it is a very commendable thing as as parents should that's what parents should do parents should not parents should not judge you parents should should love you unconditionally whether you're uh gay straight or whatever it doesn't make a difference mm-hmm. i mean uh as as parents they they really should accept who you are regardless um listen because as a person, you're still the same person, no matter who you choose to love or who you choose to sleep with. Now, honestly, that's really nobody else's business. Right. Uh, I, I've said this to other people before, and I will continue to say it, that, listen, um, as far as the whole coming out thing, if you feel comfortable enough to come out, uh, then good for you. That's great, and I will support you and, and all of that. But listen, as far as as far as coming mm-hmm. out, okay. Listen, I mean, we don't have in this world straight people coming out saying, "Oh, by the way, I'm straight," or they don't feel the need to have a discussion about it because being straight has been what is viewed as normal for so long, and being gay or bisexual is what is viewed as uh, not normal. And we and even you know, I mean, seriously. Right. Okay, it's, it's ridiculous. Right. Um, Why is if, everybody if worried about your bedroom? Exactly, right. exactly. You're not doing it in front of people that you're having discussions about it with or people that are asking about it. So why why, why the need to have a, a discussion about it? If I can say this, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, because I'm one of those people that... Uh, I mean, I identify as um, bisexual, and I'm kind of at the point where I don't know. I don't care who knows it at this point, but I don't. I don't. I don't have a discussion about it. I don't go around coming out 
uh, I mean, I just recently told my mom just this past October, and she's like, okay, cool, mm-hmm. that's that's fine, I don't care. You know, uh, of, of course she cares because she's my mom about, you know, me being safe and everything else, but as far as, you know... Well, you know, the interesting cool. thing about that, Jamal, like, okay, so you, you know, you're an adult, and you're coming out, and your mom is supportive, and that's great, but you also said something else that was really, really poignant within that, was that you really don't care, and you really don't have to care, because previous to that statement, you had already said you're a paralegal, so I know you're doing well for yourself, at least well enough that you can keep it moving and, you know, and not have to worry about parental support from an economic level. Um, but when you're 11 years old and everything is kind of centered around what your parents are giving you and what they're expecting from you um, in relation to how much they give you, because I, I do think there's a give and take as it relates to how much parents give to you Versus how much um, you give to them is a give and take. You make mm-hmm. honor roll. You're the model student. You get more. You have us always in the, in the principal's office, and you make D's and F's. You get less. Parents even say that. So you know it's a give and take situation. There is, and when your parents are your your prime caregivers, you know the dynamic changes a little bit different when you're younger. Yeah, if I may. Um, I see. I didn't know he was eleven at first, and then remember, I just said a moment ago that's kind of the age right. where you, where you, you know, you start to notice uh, same-sex attractions right. and things like that. Eleven and twelve, it's, 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 you know, it, it, it's common. You know, it's so common, it's not even funny, uh, and it's, it's, it's perfectly normal. Uh, based on uh, research and things that I've read about it, but uh, but listen, uh, he's still at that young age. Eleven is a very young age where you know you can still be easily influenced by people around you, by adults and and, and things right. like that. Uh, uh, but it, 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 I personally, I don't know if you guys agree, uh, but it, it it's gonna be it's hard to you know sort of brainwash him and want him to feel or think differently right. about homosexuality. Well, I mean he's at that he's at that age where he's going to you know it's you know he's gonna be who he is and I, I think it's commendable that they're supporting it and uh fuck what the public and everybody else has to exactly. say about it. So that's just that's just no 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 <laughs> and I and I'm glad that you know because especially within a black community where we have to sit up here and acknowledge that there is rampant, rampant homophobia that is just a part of our community fabric and structure and all of this is like, we, we, it's just mm-hmm. like something that you know. And for, you know, Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade to be just fiercely supportive of their son, it's really, to me, transformative. Like as it relates to some of the things that parents, you know, could be doing. Because for the homophobic parents, they'll think and look up everything they can to find reasons not to support that development of their child. Right. And they'll say like, mm-hmm. oh, well, you know, I'm the ruler in this house and ain't nobody, ain't no son of mine and no daughter of mine go be gay. You're not about to be licking cat up in here for the girls. You're not about to be kissing on boys for the guys or whatever the case may be. And those parents don't understand. They only understand how to give consequence because of their perceived role in that child's life and in the household. And they don't understand what it means to 
support holistically because right. of things they may be uncomfortable with. But so you know what though, when you're talking about homophobia and, and we're talking about how deep, you know, hate goes, I want y'all to know about that posting I got some flack. And that's something, you know, let me read to you all what I posted. What please, I please. The Wayne Wade and Gabrielle Union keep supporting their eleven year old son Zion. This time at gay pride activities. I'm all here for it. However, I know some of y'all think this is horrendous that an 11-year-old chooses to be gay and his very black parents support his efforts. Speak up about it. You know... Not black, but very black. But anyway... Oh, well, I think they're very black. I mean, you know, you can disagree <laughs> on that. I mean, but, <laughs> but um, a lot... Of, you know what I got a lot of hate from? Was from this one dude on the post his name is Woodfin Mercy D. And this guy was basically saying that I was actually promoting hate. When we talk about homophobia, he said I was promoting reverse hate because I was throwing out words like, you know, horrendous, and that he chooses to be, you know, and I, but I put it in quotation marks to make sure that everybody knew that I was actually, you know, quoting what I thought others felt. And he chose he mm-hmm. to bring that out and created a whole nother hate within already a group that I'm trying to support. And I'm like, you know, we're all trying to be together here and support this, support this 11-year-old. But so, well, Michael, what do we say about this guy? Like, who totally went against the grail and said, well, you're actually promoting more hate than anyone else. You know, that that that's confusing because, I, I mean... I wonder if that person, are they straight? I mean, I don't know. No, this is a gay dude. This is a gay dude. Right. So some, wow. So, okay. Some, that's interesting. So my thing is, I don't know. Let me give you, let me, let me, let me give you one of his quotes. Um, you're the only one saying it's horrendous. Using adjectives that aren't needed or warranted in which whomever, whomever your followers are will continue with more demeaning, dehumanizing, degrading, feminizing, and emasculating adjectives because you injected it. All right, shout out to the injection. <laughs> <We're> made, <laughs> because you injected it in your post. Words matter. People matter. How he took this was that I was actually promoting an anti-homosexual agenda by, by, by promoting a pro-homosexual agenda, which is twisted as fuck, but that's what he's basically saying I'm doing. Right. I, you know, some people are, you know, hell bent. Some people are committed to misunderstanding us, right? And so, like, you clearly provided context to the adjectives that you used to, you know, illustrate what you were talking about or whatever. And that person went in, saw the adjective, and completely derailed and tried to turn it into something that it clearly wasn't. I mean, you had the roadmap. This is somebody, and I can't even speak to why they would do that. But clearly, I mean, anybody who was reading it can understand what you were creating and it wasn't you know uh you know anti-gay anti-trans rhetoric anything like that and maybe that person is dealing with some internalized homophobia and that it's coming out in a very weird way right and he can't came, really i'm introducing the adjectives that yeah. other people go on to exploit right exactly because you're already beating you're basically you know working ahead and beating them to it because this is what a lot of them already do think so right. you're just putting it out there to showcase that, hey, there are a lot of people who think what 
you know the uh what Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union are doing is basically like horrendous, horrific, and just not anything that a, a right. good, caring and loving parent would do. Like right. already setting it up for that. So I don't know the direction in which he was trying to go, but it just didn't make sense. <laughs> I mean, Jamal, and that goes back to what you were saying, you know, like I think you agree with me on the fact that we can be supportive and we can still see where the other side isn't supportive and call the other side out on it. You know what I mean? Like, and I think we can do that and still be supportive. It's it's a really fine line, but I mean, and you know, you can speak to this tomorrow, but like, you know, how do you be supportive without being without being somewhat anti-supportive to those who don't support? I know that sounds crazy, but does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, but I, I get what you're saying. And and about that, let me say this. Um there comes a point where you have to like not give a damn about others' opinion. And I mean, you can do that, you know, in a tactful way by just saying, you know, uh, thank you for your opinion. I appreciate it. And, and, And leave it at that. But listen, nobody can tell uh, Gabrielle and Dwayne what to do in their own household. Like I said earlier, it's very uh, commendable that they are supportive of, of their son. And it's, uh, you know, it, it's a great thing. Mm-hmm. And because they are pub- because they are public figures, uh, you know, everything that they do and say is, is, is going to be, you know, it's going right. to be looked at either for 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 a good reason or, or for other reasons, you know, scrutinized and 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 talked about in in some form or right. fashion. And it's just it is it, just like it's the same thing as in a way. It's the same thing as uh, parents who who choose to discipline their children physically. You have people. Right. They're very, very, they're very, very strong opinions for it, and also against right. it. You have some people that 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 feel you should physically discipline your children. You have some that uh, very strongly feel that you should not. And I mean, it just is the same thing. Right. Uh, if, if if we were to have this conversation with somebody who believes that it's appropriate, right. you know they. They would, they would be like, uh, you know, you ain't gonna tell me what to do in my right, house, right. and then you know they don't want to hear it. So it's the same thing. And you know here. what? And this is, and that's a uh, great, that's a, actually a great feed in, um, Jamal, to the next article that we have going on for the week, <coughs> and that's the one, y'all, where, um, in DC, shout out to DC where I live at, where we had a ten-year-old still talking about our, our black boys. It's all about our black boys, you know, and, and, and about tomorrow. But a 10-year-old in D.C. who was walking down the street, and because mm-hmm. it had been said that some teenage boys had held up someone by gunpoint, this young little boy, 10-year-old, was stopped on the street, handcuffed, all this was caught on camera by people that were around. Did, oh, I read about this. The, I can't. The, I the, Jane, the chain in the vehicle 
put into the vehicle, being caught up like he was a common criminal, only to be found out later on that he had absolutely nothing to do with the crime, and he was literally just walking down the street. And a little sidebar to this that I'm going to put out there for you all. In D.C., kids walk to and from school. There are There is no formal busing system in D.C. Kids get a metro card that they can actually travel all throughout the city with while during the school day. Um, so this was a case where there was literally an 11-year-old little boy walking down the street that got detained. I mean, I see, Jamal, you want to speak on it. So, like, talking about hate and talking about that type of situation, what do you think about about this kid? Look here, uh, and Michael actually sent me this article a couple of days ago for me to read about it, and as I was reading about it, my blood was just boiling. I couldn't believe it. I mean, because, listen, and the only way for me to address this or the way I chose to address it when I read about it is from a legal standpoint and what is uh, correct to have done in this situation. To my understanding, there was a, a video uh, which captured this uh, incident and the attorney general for D.C. looked at it and goes, uh, you know, this boy had nothing to do with this. And so there was no choice but to throw out the charges. But listen, when you have a, a, a 10-year-old child, okay, and, and I'm not saying that children don't engage in, in criminal activity because you have some that do. But when there's a, a, a ten year old there is a, a a level of sensitivity that situations should be handled with but and the the thing is is that police in a lot of uh communities are not uh well trained on dealing with sensitive issues as as it uh wait a minute this, to police training in the community wait a minute wait a minute, wait a minute. let me tell you this. If this was a black boy, a white boy walking down the street, this is where my problem comes in at Jamal. If this was a white mm-hmm. boy walking down the street, I know you're getting, I think you were getting too deep legally. Because let's get into the technicalities of what literally happens when people are on the street. If this was a white boy walking down the street at 10 years old, there's no way three, and if you see the video, maybe perhaps you can see it, but if you see the video, you will see that there's no way that three big black, and they were all white cops that I saw, but three white cops, or three big cops can sit there and literally have to handcuff an to just ask some <coughs> questions about whether he was actually involved in a crime that just happened a few seconds ago. The boy was very calm. You could tell he was traumatized. The reality yeah. is yeah. There's, that would never have happened to a 10-year-old white boy, let alone a 10-year-old little white girl. No. They would have pulled him to the side. They would have asked him questions. Now, the reality of this is that the dude, they, were, they did say it was an armed robbery from a teenage boy. But first of all, look at the little 10-year-old. If you look at the video, anybody can tell. That 10-year-old little boy didn't even look like a teenager. I don't even know why he was pulled over. But you know why he was pulled over? I do know why he was pulled over. He was pulled over because, because he was, he was black. A, a young 10-year-old boy walking home from school or whatever, had a backpack, and he and he just fit the situation. And he was pulled over by police, and it happened to be recorded on video, but it happens to us all the time. And that's the problem that I have, is that it doesn't happen to little white boys that are walking home. 
That's the problem that I have. Michael J. Yeah, and uh, Jamal, you want to answer that? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I agree with everything that he said, and and I will say this: oh, being that he's ten, there was no reason to like handcuff him and have this big scene in front of everybody. Uh, you're and you're right. I didn't see the video, but but listen, it uh. The police should really only handcuff you or become aggressive in a situation where there's a reason for them to feel threatened or the person is being uh, uh, uncooperative and, and just or, you know, there's there's really a problem. But, you know, these police nowadays, uh, and it's been going on for a long while now, that these police are just fucked up. There's no other way for me to say it, but these police are really fucked up. There's no... No more ethics, no more respect, and, and no more nothing. And that's why the police are getting the, the backlash that they're getting where nobody respects them because of the way that they behave. They let that uh, that that power and that authority, you know, just take over to the point that everything else, like respect and, 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 and basic uh, decency for the community doesn't matter. There was no way that this should happen to a 10-year-old, and, and I'm one of those people that I don't get so uh, hooked up on race because I but, believe in treating everybody... Go ahead, go ahead. I don't get so hooked up on race because I feel like everybody should be treated the same, but I'll, at the same time, I do know that if this was a white person, the police would treat them differently. They They do the black people so bad and I wish that they would just understand that it is wrong it is wrong right I'm gonna tell you why it was wrong it was wrong because they saw that he was a black boy and the bottom line is when they saw a black boy they automatically interpreted danger they interpreted violence they interpreted an issue why did they interpret that issue because all they see when they see us is terror and I don't know whether mm-hmm. that happens at the police academy. I don't know whether that happened when they were 10, when they were out shooting ducks with their father. About their daughter being, you know, raped by a black man. I don't know what that, what that is about. But what I do know is that I was recording. black boys are not being appreciated or at the very least respected on the street. And- they aren't. And we see and we continue to see that time and time again. I mean, it it really is sickening you all. I mean, the fact that we even have to sit up here and present, you know, illegal parameters around why or why it shouldn't have been okay for that to happen to that black boy. It shouldn't even be a thing and it is. We continue to go through this all the time. And then when it's our people and our children, oh, it's, oh, what were they doing? All of these questions, it's like 21 damn questions when it comes to us. But nobody is sitting up here talking about the differences of treatment when it comes across race. When we're talking about white kids, I mean, they can sit up here and shoot up an entire school. And they can sit up here and shoot up an entire church. And they're not going to be detained in the ways that we do when we're doing absolutely nothing. And so the fact it's that nobody, exactly. I mean, I know there are black leaders that are trying to come up with legislation and policies to effectively address that, the mistreatment of black people in legal situations that don't have to escalate due to the police officers 
perception of black people that they interact with in these communities. There needs to be consequences and repercussions. That little black boy is traumatized. And he's going to have to unpack that. And he's probably going to have to talk to somebody about that. And so should there not be some type of recourse for the police officers that continue to do this? There, there definitely I mean, should be. Do you be. know I'm any sorry. type of legislation that's being developed now? Like, let's just say for Illinois, for example, because it happens all over. But this happened in DC. Do you know of any like legislation or new, you know, policies that are trying to be introduced that are gonna, you know, combat that? Uh, well, uh, let me say this: there is no uh, written legislation, uh, so to speak. But what there is, or what these politicians are claiming, is that there's this so-called police reform, whereas... Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Police uh, let, me, let me tell you what happened in D.C. Because this the, the actual police officer, um, I mean, the, the chief of police came out and said, the first thing he said when he did a news conference on this, is he said, oh, protocol was followed accordingly. Bull fucking so shit. So what he's basically saying is, when they get a call but there was an armed robbery with a gun. Listen to this verbiage here. These are all, these kids are all teenagers coming home from school. Let's get, like, Jamal, I want you to understand that. I want you to understand that this is all about kids coming home from school. That little boy had on a school uniform that got arrested. These are all kids coming home from school. So this is what, it's actually, it's going deeper than just with adults. We as black men, we get pulled over all the time and this shit happens to us. But now it's happening to kids walking across, walking home from school and it's just getting to be a little bit too much. Like, wait yeah, a minute, it, wait, it, a, minute, wait the... a minute. This boy is walking home from school and because they get a call that there was an armed robbery of a, of a, of a child or of a, of a person that was walking home and it was by two teenage black boys, you see this arbitrary young black boy walking by himself and you pull him over and and put him through the arrest, not arrested, but getting detained in handcuffs like he's a common criminal, you know, and put into the police car. I mean, I didn't get arrested until I was 19 years old for the first time. And that was traumatizing as fuck to me. So I can't even imagine right. being 10 years old. I mean, I don't even, I know, Michael J., you haven't even been arrested. So you don't even know what it feels. And neither have I. But let me let you know. It's major. It's major <laughs> as an adult. So to be 10 years old and to have that happen to you as you're innocently walking home from school, right. it's like, that's major. That is major. And I think that's what everybody is eclipsing in this situation. We want to get to the technicalities of it. And we want to talk about the legality. And what the police can do, yeah. and what the unions can do to the police that did what they did, and what this happened and that happened. But we are missing the child. He was 11 years old, and literally, right. as he's walking down the street, he's being pulled over, handcuffed, and told he needs to be detained and put in the back of a police car because of the fact that he fits the description that he doesn't even he doesn't even fit. Right, and let me say this. Uh, it, 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 and I'm not missing the fact that this was a child, and that's why I'm, I'm saying that. Uh, they should have, the police should have uh, dealt with this situation in a more sensitive ma- uh, manner because this child is going to be fucked up for a long time 
uh, behind what happens, and he's he's not going to ever forget this. Uh, you know, it, it it's just traumatizing because of his right. age. And is it isn't it something, y'all? Well, isn't it I, something? Let me tell you this. That, let me tell you this. That, 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 you know, Jamal. So I had somebody on my page, Mark Jones, a white guy. He was he all he could hone in on is, but what about a person who who did do it? So let me tell you the back the back the story. Okay, up. but this is not this he's not right. the person. Was, but that, there was there was actually a, eventually there was a thirteen year old that was arrested that actually did have a BB gun mm-hmm. and did ha- hold up another thirteen year old. All this is within the realm of walking home from school. So and and so a thirteen year old did get arrested. And so what he's trying to do from the white side of things, in my opinion, it's it's still. It still back up the narrative that you know black people are violent, are violent. Because why the, else would you bring yeah, that up? Yeah, that is bullshit. Because so, oh yeah, but there was an arrest made. Yes, there was an arrest made. There was a crime that was committed. But but when you have people who are un, that's the bottom. You know what? That's the bottom line. When our young boys are seen in a violent in a violent crime, they get treated like they're common criminals, like they're forty years. 40, 35, 40 years old. They get handcuffed. Yeah. You got to be pulled to the side, set on the stoop, laid down on the ground. Why? You know, 10-year-old white boys that doesn't happen to. And not just laid down on the ground. In some cases, you know, forced to the ground. Forced to the or, ground or, or whatever. You know, and, 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 and that, in, in some situations, hurt very badly. Right. And that's, and and I that's was what say doesn't get court records. If this wasn't videotaped, Oh, of course not. Of course not. And in you know, in in some cases, especially in Chicago, the uh, when it, when there's a a situation where the police may have acted in a in an improper way, suddenly the video disappeared or wasn't working or the camera was broken or some bullshit like that, you know. But isn't it something, y'all, that uh, when there's a crime, a violent crime. Before the police even figure out the whole story or figure out what really happened, isn't it something that any any black person that they see standing there, you could have had nothing to do with what's going on. But if you have on blue jeans and a hoodie or blue jeans and a, and a black or white t-shirt or you have dreadlocks, you you fit the description of the person that did this crime. That's what the police always come up and say. If you're black and you're wearing, you know, common clothes like like blue right. jeans and a t-shirt or, or a hoodie and you have dreadlocks, the police will come up and say, oh, you because fit that's the description of, about of, this of what occurred. The dude was 10 and they were saying there was teenagers. That was the call on the radio that it was teenagers. And even the police had to come back and say, "Oh well, you know, he didn't. He looked a lot older than what Man, he was." And that's that, the yeah, and that's, that we look older. Like, and I and I don't understand that. Like, they're that saying that we look older. And I mean, if anybody saw that video, that was a guy. That was a damn baby. He was right, little. He was like he was nowhere yeah, looking was like he even had a... puberty. But it's it's interesting to me that you know we're seen as being older. Yeah, we age differently. And I mean, we can go a lot with that. I'm not trying to read, but the facts are the facts. Oh, no, I we mean, can keep no, it real. They, white people, when they're, when white, they're, white, when they're white younger, people are just mad they because like, don't for a lot longer. And then when they get to be older, they start looking a lot older, younger than they, than they are. We're just the opposite. Right. Mm-hmm. We look a little so bit it, older based on their standards when we're younger, but we age quite well. 
You know? but, but even their standards, mm. though, like what I don't understand is like if standards. there's right, exactly. right. But this, let's talk about that. Like saying that it's based on their standards when when anybody black can look at that boy and know that that's a baby, that's a child. Is that them somehow being resentful for their aging? Oh, <laughs> it could be. I'm serious it could be. because it's it, like it could be. there's no way in hell that I'm about to sit up here and be like, "That's a teenager." He don't even look like he even reached. Pu- he was little, a little boy. Yeah, there, there, there is, there is a big difference, a noticeable difference between a ten year old and a teenager. Right. I mean, fourteen the, years the, old. There's a noticeable difference. Your voice starts to get deeper. Your shoulders starting to broaden out. What? Like, like, like. I, like my thing is, I wouldn't say to those police officers, "Don't be, don't be ridiculous." Right. <laughs> and you know what? In crazy. the video, you can hear some people saying that. What are y'all doing? He didn't even resist y'all. Like it's a lady who literally said that in the video. He didn't even resist. Y'all. Yeah. Like mm. that's what the article that I read had said because I didn't see the video. But you know, uh, there were people. Uh, the article indicated that there were people standing around, like like trying to stand up for this boy and everything else. But you see, the thing is. Let, let let me just be real, y'all. Okay, setting the law and setting technicalities and practicalities and all of that to the side, the police would not have fucking done this if this boy was white. They would have taken the time to try to figure it all out, and they wouldn't have got the wrong white person. Trust me, they wouldn't have. But they, for some reason, the police love to use that power and that authority to harass, basically, the black. Uh, community and it, it's you said for some reason it's because they're racist. What do you uh, mean? Right, the police yeah, have well, a very, 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 very focused effort on black violence, and 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 that's what it boils down to. They they black they see black people as I think it starts in training. Honestly, like yeah, and, and I wouldn't doubt that they are trained this way because. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, okay, if 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 if, if we're going to put police in the community to to combat crime and, and and to serve and protect as they so claim that they do, they should look. They should look at it as okay. All crime is the same in a way. Nobody is 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 you know people are different, and not every black person we come across is violent. Not every white person we come across is violent. But the the, the perception that they are trained to believe is that every black person that wears a hoodie that has braids or dreadlocks is is, is this violent, boy didn't have you know. and that's another thing. He he, I mean, you know, not even that should be a thing, Jamal. But he didn't have dread. He had a close cut haircut. He was in a school uniform. He was walking home from school. If you look at the video, you can see it. Um, and if he didn't have on a school uniform, he might have been with two, at one of the schools where you don't have to have a uniform. But he was definitely, and he had on regular clothes. But the bottom line is, he wasn't in any way looking. He just wasn't, he wasn't threatening. He like wasn't aggressive. threatening. Or, you know, he wasn't aggressive. Like, you know, yeah. you know what, Jamal? I hate to use these terms, y'all. Y'all getting me worked up this AM because I hate to even use these terms. Because they're not even right. Like, why do we as black people always have to be automatically referred to as aggressive? Always have to be overly passionate. Always have to be all these other terms that just end up being negative to us. And right, and they turn into positives for other people, right, that are non-black, and, correct. And it's a positive for other people that exactly, because It's empowering. Because they are fucking racist. They are trained to hate Black people, and it's just—it's no other way to put it. We can't sugarcoat it. 
It, it, it's just the way that it is. They hate black people. They are fucking racist, period. That's why they get the respect now. And I'm saying this as a person who who is, I don't want to say a supporter, but I believe in our system of justice. And being somebody that believes in the system of justice, I'm saying that I don't have respect for the police. I, you know, I'll see the police and be like, fuck the police, you know. Or in some, some situations, I don't even call the police if it's if, if, if it's not absolutely necessary. I was like like fuck police. Right. And I'm not even trying to be But you know what they they're supposed to be there for their mantra and, and and what they've been empowered to do and what they're supposed to be doing. They're supposed to be here equally for all the citizens of the United States. All the citizens of the and community, cool. all the citizens of a city, state or you know whatever jurisdiction a, a police force happens to have. They're supposed to be able to provide equal coverage for all people, and that doesn't happen. And I think that's what a lot of white people don't even see, that it's not happen, happening equally. Like, it's, it's and, not. And, and the because question, I don't know. the fear that comes into it, why you feel like you see this little scrawny boy that you have to detain and put in handcuffs, after you frisked him, if he got on the car, let me visualize this for you all. After you, he got on the car, and you frisked him, even that was probably too much, but after you did that, there is no need at that point to, de- to put him in handcuffs when you got three big, brawny, white motherfucking bears <laughs> looking over him. Right. There is exactly. no need at all to then put him in handcuffs and then put him in the back of a police car to further question him. There's just no need to do right. that. And, and, and let me tell you this. I guess every department... Uh, Every police department, and in, in, depending on what city you're in, I guess, I don't know this for sure, but I guess the training is slightly different with how they, they what they're trained to do and what they actually do, you know, it's, to, it's two totally different things. But I will say this, if, because they got a call that uh, there was a weapon involved in this crime, you know, even though they got the wrong person, I guess they have they they might want to for their safety, you know, pat you down to make sure you don't have anything. And you know that's cool, but leave it at that. But going on on and handcuff him, especially after you realize, okay, he doesn't have any weapons on him. You know why do all that? Why create this big scene and and, and traumatize this little boy? That it was already so traumatized, but but put handcuffs. Yeah, on yeah, him. I, I I get. I, I get I get it that it was traumatizing to frisk him, but because they got that call that there was a weapon involved, you know they want to for their safety and everybody else to make sure that there is it, that this child doesn't have a weapon. Yeah, safety. So I, I kind of get it. Right. I mean, but 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 okay. Oh. I, I know I know y'all hate me now, but listen, listen, listen. Because because they don't know what they're walking into when they get there, and I'm not taking up for them. What they did is fucked up. But because they don't know, some sometimes you know. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm going to ask you this. Think, who who are the kids okay. that be going to the schools to do these mass shootings? None of them have been black. <laughs> they really, if you really yeah, want to keep it 100, they need to be checking the little, you know, little Tommies and little Susie's fucking backpacks because they're the ones that are going in and spraying <laughs> motherfuckers with the Draco, okay? <laughs> you, you're, you're right. You're right. And, and, and the thing is... They should have never um, handcuffed him. I'm sorry. After they, they, they found out that he didn't have... I, I will give. I will they give shouldn't have. You're absolutely right. Is giving you that they with the handcuff thing, but I'm not. I, I just can't go as far as saying um, 
that they should have, after frisking him, they should have, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, I'll give you the frisking thing, but I can't go as far as saying after frisking him, they should have handcuffed him. No, I just can't give you that. I agree. I agree. They, they shouldn't have. They shouldn't have done this for, you know, because if there were other children around. Not even children. They're, they're trying. Just everybody. Everybody. Yeah. The video shows yeah, a lot yeah. of people. Yeah, that that that's true. But I I can guarantee you that his his friends, classmates, or whoever was around him, they're traumatized too, just as much as he right. is. They, and they, there shouldn't have been a scene, and and the adults that were like you know standing around going, this is some bullshit. They're traumatized too, and they're they're I'm sure that they're furious and, and angry they about a, it as they as, they, deeper, as they should be. They have a deeper hatred for the police than they already had that you spoke of earlier. As, as, that we as don't they fuck with be. the police. Y'all, y'all, yeah, you know and, and, and I feel let's, the same way. Let's move on. Let's move on, y'all. Because we can go on about right. this forever. Anyway. <laughs> oh. So, you know what? Let's talk a little bit about Bank of America. They're giving uh. $20 an hour to all of their employees, um, which basically means each employee at Bank of America will make, at the minimum, $41,600 a month. What y'all think about that? You well, before you let me tell you this. I think this is a good thing. Yeah, forty-one thousand. Forty-one thousand six hundred. That's what twenty dollars an hour, forty hours a week for an eighty-hour, um, two-week period of, equates to. And let me tell you all, mm-hmm. I'm I'm in agreement. I think it's a great thing. Um, I think that should be the minimum in in Idaho, but even in New York City, that should be like, you know, medium or middle or whatever. Like, you know, because the cost of living in New York City is ridiculous. They're trying to introduce a minimum company wide. I'm all here for it. You know, I do know it has a lot to do with the money that they got back in their tax cuts and all that. They're trying to put, Mm, of course. I mean, you know, what you think about it? Who's going? I'm gonna go. So, I think what they're doing, you know. It's good, honestly. I mean, I don't, I'm not, you know, I like anything that's going to raise the minimum wage for people that don't, they might not have like a, a specific expertise or an advanced degree to be making like a higher salary if they haven't already been in the company for years and they just naturally been promoted through the ranks. And so people coming in trying to find, you know, work to sustain themselves and their families. I mean, I like it. I mean, it's the banking industry. I mean, come on. These people are already handling right. money. Right. I mean, you already are handling money and then right. you want me to handle money, your it's money. It's kind of like an oxymoron. Right. Yeah, it's you should be compensated better. And so Bank of America is stepping up in that way. I mean, I don't know if this is going to be a trend to say like all banks are going to start, you know, taking on this model and start trying to, you know, looking at Bank of America to model the way to show them like, hey, how do we better support our bottom line workers or frontline workers rather and get them to be, you know, still invested in the work we do at this bank. I thought it was good. Um, 41,000 could be the difference from some, a person that's making like 25 or 30,000. I mean, it it could be a major jump if they're looking for something different, but they just don't have the credentials to get into that category. Because let me be clear, there are uh, fields that are requiring you to have master's degrees and they're paying sometimes lower than that 41000 mm. You know, I just want to put that out there. So, yes, Bank of America is that, being transformative in yeah. this whole, like, yes, raise the minimum wa- you know, wage. I like what they're doing. I think it's, it's Jamal, you know, that's leadership. Leadership and vision. Mm-hmm. 
Jamal? Yeah, and before uh, I get to what I have to say about this, let me just say to Michael's point, uh, it, I agree. And in the psychology, there are a lot of jobs out there that are paying uh, a minimum of 50000 and they are requiring doctoral degrees. So it's, it's just crazy. But I'll say this about uh, Bank of America and what they're doing. I think it's, it's, it's great that they are you know, raising the raising the wage like that, but um, and and, and they should. They, I agree that they they should do that. Um, uh, because listen, it, it's not like it's it's McDonald's or some you know fast food restaurant where the customer service is horrible. Listen, I have yet to be to a bank. And I used to have a, a Bank of America account. I've yet to go to any bank where the, the service was horrible, where the people were, you know, acting in a way that is not deserving of, of decent. Wait things. a minute, wait a minute, uh, wait a minute. I got you. I can't even let you go any further, Jamal. Wait a minute. This is about economics. This is about being able to maintain life. This is about being that, able And that's to what live. I mean. Yeah. Like, yeah, we can't I, just I talk agree. about service and we can't talk about you know, being a good employee for this twenty dollars an hour. This is basic minimum yeah, earning. This is not being exempt. And that—that's the point that I'm making. That they uh, conduct themselves in a way that is is deserving of higher pay. But listen, it's it's, it's like you said. It's about uh, being able to live, and I agree. I mean. Are, are are they are people serious? I mean, you have to be able to to. And just as sure as the government is constantly raising the cost of living every year, and they don't even give us a reason uh, why everything has to go up, but it seems like the more the the, the cost of living goes up, people's pay it either stays the same or becomes less because they continue to raise those taxes, and that's what'll happen here. Even though Bank of America is paying a higher wage to their uh, employees, um, but. Listen, I think that there there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. I think that they should do that and and it should every every company should do it. It actually should become statewide that every company should have to uh, give a certain every, minimum wage. Uh, I mean, I agree with you. But I yeah, just want to I just yeah, want to say here that receiving a live and, and let's be clear here. There's a difference between a minimum wage and a livable wage. And they're not always That's true. Congruent. A right. minimum wage. Not always. And not, a, not a livable. Hardly. A livable. Not let's hardly. start with a livable wage. A livable wage is the minimum amount an employee needs to make to live on. That has that has nothing to do with what the minimum wage they might get paid is, because in a lot of places the minimum wage is a lot less than what has been determined to be the livable wage for that area. Yeah, and can I just say I'm so sick of the fucking government talking about, uh, oh well, when 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 you have a particular state like Illinois, for example, for a long time the minimum wage in Illinois was uh, eight twenty five, and when everybody the community was in uproar saying, you know, eight twenty five is nothing to live off of, which is true. You know, but and here go the politicians going. Well, that's still higher than the national average right. minimum wage, which is seven twenty-five an hour. Uh, it give me a break, right. really. 
Either whether it's seven twenty five or eight twenty five, I don't care if it's national or or state minimum wage. You cannot live off of that amount. It's right. crazy. It is just absolutely crazy. And these politicians get on my fucking nerves. Talk and you know making excuses and and trying to make light of a situation. Bitch, you don't know what <laughs> what it's like to I'm struggle. Dead. You 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 don't you don't know what it's like to 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 man pay. All your bills and barely uh, pay them because I've, I've been there making fucking eight or nine and a quarter and, and pay all my bills or barely and, and still have some bills that ain't paid and ain't got no <laughs> right. money left. And what I ain't got no is, groceries in my um, They tell you you need to budget better. And that's a woo! <laughs> Don't fucking tell me to budget better. I know how to. Well, we got, you know what? We got I've got a few more seconds and I want to touch on this before we leave Jamal and Michael. Um, because it got a lot of it got a lot of play over the week, of course, between two articles. Um, trans rights. Um, there was a dude, a trans dude, that got quit from his job or got fired from his job um, because he was trans. Um, and then there was, may I? May I? May I? I'll let yeah. you finish. And but then there was also, when you um, let me finish. We got a little bit of time. Um, then we also had a a female picture that was. Um, it's shown on the page. Her name is Jessica, and she had a great transition. She looks like a woman, but even within the trans community, she's getting a lot of flack because a lot of people are saying that she's transitioning because she's trying to get Instagram likes. So, <laughs> so she's oh my god, the community. Um, the trans male is getting flack from his his male um, or his straight, you know, straight oriented environment. Which he actually lost his job because he was actually trans. He has a wife, and he has a, he has a, um, they have a daughter. So, you know, Michael J. I'll let you start. What did you think about that? I thought it was absolutely horrific. I thought it was just, I thought it was disgusting. I mean, they they fired him because they had questions about his genitalia, and it's like, first of all, why You're is that his any of your business? <laughs> why is that any of your business what I have in between my legs? Like, are you trying to invite yourself to, you know, what are you trying to do? Like, if it's unrelated man. to work, why do you concern yourself with something that's unrelated to work? Talk about your productivity and your time management or your work on tasks instead of what's between my legs. And why what, does it impact the bottom line is what's between my legs going to, you know, increase sales. I don't know. All I do know is that when I saw that, I was I was really hurt because that person has a family that they have to take care of. That person has a child. That person has a wife. They have a life. Right. And for them to be out of work based on how people feel about that, about what's in between their legs and their body, their genitalia, all this policing of trans bodies is fucking out. It's outrageous. Right. And it doesn't make any sense. And I mean, you can look across. There's many states that don't that that are not, you know, uh, supportive of that as far as having protections that are established uh, for LGBT about, or okay, trans people. How about the trans people that questioned Jessica and said that Jessica isn't a real trans woman because she's doing it for Instagram likes? I yeah, listen. I look, look, look. I don't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, listen. Ahead, let Mike. me just Go say ahead. this because uh, I, you know. The I don't know <laughs> if Jessica is doing it for trans. I mean, for uh, Instagram likes or or not. 
But the reality of the situation is she is a woman. She's a trans woman who's a woman. And, you know, some people don't know how to take that, even members from your own community. And so what, regardless of what her reasons are, she's living her life as a woman and she is a woman. And so I like that to me, I'm like, okay, you, you became trans for likes. I don't think it's that, that's that shallow. And so I think a lot of people could be hating, you know, on that transformation or whatever the case may be. And, you know, folks talk and they come up with all types of reasons for why you make decisions or why you, um, you know, are the way that you are and they don't want to let it go and they can't get past it. And so they're coming up with things like, Oh, she's doing that for likes. Really bitch. Like, I mean, like, mm, I guess you could say that, but ultimately that's a, it's a, it's, I don't know. Like, it's just not a strong enough, you know, statement to say, Oh, she did that for likes. Who does that for likes? Mm. I mean, cause Come at on. that point they're trying to like make it seem like it's the equivalent of like, you know, women getting ass shots because they want a fat ass, and then they want to put it on the ground, like, look at this ass. Like, it's a very different lived experience, and so I think people need to be more critical of that before they you make know, those sweeping statements. out here that think that they're doing it for life. Like, they literally believe that trans individuals are transitioning and changing gender. Not documenting it, but documenting it for likes, and, and on some level, the money that comes from those Instagram likes. Mm. It's heavy. Jamal, what were you going to say, Jamal? Listen, okay. First of and all... And keep the last statement that Antoine said in mind as well. Go ahead. Uh-huh. I, I agree. Uh, first of all, okay, whether she's doing this for Instagram likes, if she is, great. If she's not, Great. I mean, but they're, as her employer, they're focused on the wrong fucking shit. Okay? It's ridiculous. First of all, and I don't mean to be like, you know, advocating or making it a legal issue, but it is now because they fired her uh, and and it, it's clear that it's because of her, Wait, wait, wait. I think you got uh, some things mixed up. So the person that was fired was a, a trans man, not a trans woman. Okay. So they fired uh, this trans man based on the sexual orientation. And if we are to take it all the way back to uh, the Constitution, if you if y'all y'all know that the Second Amendment says you are not supposed to discriminate based on uh, uh, age, gender, race, uh, sexual orientation, or disability. So Based on that, there's, there's, there's. I smell a lawsuit. You said they, 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 they sued based on they fired her, fired him based on sexual orientation. It, I mean, well, it, isn't that what it's about? Right. I, I think it might have been that gender, gender fired. identity more than sexual orientation because, as far as I'm concerned, that was a man and he was straight and he had a wife. Yeah, yeah, that, and that, that's what I mean. I didn't mean to say sexual orientation, but I mean. Uh, Based on you know the, 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 the gender, the gender identity. Because you even, as learning as you are, and, it's just, and I just met you less than an hour ago, and and I and, and as learning as you are, and I can tell that you're still mixing up sexual orientation with sexual identity, and that's a whole other story. Yeah, and that, 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 that's, I, but I, it's I real that you I, did I meant it. to say that, but, and I, and I guess, don't, but, but don't, it, don't, don't take it back, Jamal. It's real that you did it. But I just think it's another topic for a different day, and it's a bigger one that probably needs to be explored. But go yeah. ahead. 
Yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying that based on that, and I meant to say the the, the gender identity, but based on that alone, I I smell a lawsuit coming and a big one, and it should. But here's here's the thing. He, what does that have to do with his job and the way he does his okay. job? That's unimportant. Right. Right. Why do you why do you give a fuck uh, who a person sleeps with or what they have between their legs? Like, what, how is it making this company? Better. What you should be focused on is the way he or, or she, excuse me, does. No, you had a right. Her, her, her. Him. He, the way he does his job. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, it, it is so. You got to understand that people want to work around people that they're comfortable working around. But listen, I'm just saying it, it is that's the bottom line. I, I, I no, and I'm not disagreeing with you, but what I'm saying is, I'm just, I mean, and, and keep in mind, I'm I'm all for I'm all for him and his family, and I'm I, I'm 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 behind trans, so I'm not coming from that angle. Yeah, yeah, and and I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm saying we all have had jobs that we don't like. We have coworkers that we don't like. You know, I, I've worked around people all my life that I'm not necessarily comfortable with, but I don't let it affect the way that I do my job, and I don't give right. a fuck really. And I mean, if, if we're forced to, to, to do our jobs and work with people that we don't like or people that we're not exactly comfortable with or people that we wouldn't fuck with outside of work, I mean, why, does, why do you take his gender identity and say, okay, I'm not comfortable working with you because what's between your legs or I'm not really sure? I mean, give me a fucking <laughs> break. Are you serious? Are you fucking right. serious? You know what? Stop, stop the nonsense. Like, 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 come on, for real. What like, I wouldn't give a goddamn. It, it, listen, that's that's just like asking somebody, "Is your hair real or is that a wig or a weave?" I mean, <laughs> give me a break. <laughs> give me a break. And are are you going to discriminate? Are you going to say, "Oh, I don't feel comfortable uh, working around because you got a fucking wig on"? I mean, give, c- come on, right. seriously. It it, just, it shouldn't matter right. if he's um tra- transgender or whatever. Like, why do you right. even fucking care about that? Like, that's taken away from the, the, the company's mission and everything that you, you you stand for as a company. And I'm not, I don't know the, the whole, what the company is all about or whatever, or what what their, their purpose is or mission or vision is and, and, and things like that. But whether a person's gender identity shouldn't make a difference. It has zero right. uh, impact on on the right. job. It, 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 listen, that's that just... <laughs> It's I, ignorant. It's, it's ignorant. It's ignorant, and it's ignorant. But this is the thing: you have uh, people that uh, are are so uh, uncomfortable and and so like they they just don't they lack knowledge in certain areas. They they lack uh, right. uh, an ability to be to be diverse and open minded and acceptable to all people. And, you know, and that's it, it, it's line. just crazy. You know, it's it's it's. It's, it's sexuality, it's gender, um, it, it's race, it's it disability even. Like, you know, everybody's got to, you know, people think they don't, but I think a lot more people have issues than what they think they do. Jamal Richardson, thank you so much. I want to thank you so much for being on the injection. We've had a great show, y'all. We're a little bit over time. Michael J., um, of course, thank you always for putting this all together and making everybody come together and and, and, and just making me make, making us be able to do what we do on every Saturday morning. Um, guys, it's been a great show. Um, 
we got a lot of a lot to think about, a lot to unpack. And uh, I want to thank everybody for being on the injection. Yes. I'll talk to y'all later. Have a good one, y'all. Bye. All right. Bye-bye now.